everybody, it's Susan. Um, today I just want to talk to you about uh, LIC1 session three. Um, this is uh, beginning the interview. Initially it was vitals in beginning the interview, but I learned that students were introduced to um, taking a blood pressure, but not, just, not necessarily full vitals. So I just uh, cut that part out. Um, there will be plenty of times later on to do full vitals. So today is um, just to focus on uh, subjective, more of gathering the history. Um, I tried to have Saji on today, it just didn't work out, but uh, she'll be back, I promise. Um, I just wanted to give an overview, as you've probably experienced and noticed, the first, roughly the first half of this course is gonna be a lot um, focused on subjective. And then I think as we get into like November, December, then students will start to add these objective skills, like, um, like um, being able to take vitals and starting to do certain um, physical exam. This will be picking up as we move into uh, winter and the new year. So we're taking it slow, nice and easy, really giving them strong skills in, um, in gathering history. So um, without further ado, these are the objectives you'll see in set. Um, number one, demonstrate skills related to setting the stage, eliciting a chief concern and setting an agenda. And hopefully there was some, there was some overlap. So if you didn't get to it last time, uh, then uh, this time around, you'll get to do it again. Um, number two, begin an interview with open-ended non-focusing skills that help the patient express themselves. And then finally, number three, use open-ended focusing skills to learn the symptom story, personal and emotional context of patient concerns. So in clinical skills, Saji told me that um, your students have already uh, kind of progressed to the clinician-centered portion of the interview. So they're already um, learning how to ask those questions, um, those cardinal features of a symptom, onset, timing, triggers, duration, um, things like that, character of the pain, all that stuff. They're, they're learning to, to um, ask those questions. But hopefully, you know, in this session with you, that's not really the focus. It's still, um, if they've been mostly shadowing, then, you know, I hope this is the session where they get to talk to patients. So um, they'll introduce themselves, then um, they will start to ask what brings them in. And then they'll use silence and these other nonverbal communication skills to hopefully set the patient up, make the patient feel comfortable to tell the story. Um, then they'll learn, you know, um, they'll learn how to kind of express empathy or they'll be deliberate about it, I guess. They'll respond to emotion. So we're really taking a deep dive into this beginning portion where hopefully we're not jumping into um, those um, symptom-specific questioning. We're still keeping it wide open, trying to understand how these things have impacted our patient in their life, getting the social emotional context. In the, in the long email, um, some people have asked uh, to learn more about Smith's. Smith's, Smith's is the textbook uh, from which students learn their medical interviewing. It's what clinical skills uses. That links to the textbook are available if you have access to the Gibson Lewis Library. Um, some preceptors in, in times past have also just purchased it. You can get it on Amazon. Um, it's called Smith's uh, Patient-Centered Interviewing. But um, the, the first part of the interview is, is this, um, you know, perhaps how long are we talking about? Maybe, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, um, maybe shorter, five minutes of this, and then, and then jumping into um, the more uh, clinician-centered skills. Um, 
So I just want to talk a little bit about um, rhyme models. Some have asked me about rhyme. And so also in the newsletter, I have included um, information about rhyme. Um, you know, and hopefully this is a, an assessment framework that you find helpful. Um, I know I do. It, it kind of helps me diagnose where I think the learner's at and where they need to be. So, you know, um, you'll notice that observer is not a part of this model. So if you have a shadow on your hands, um, <laughs> you can help the student engage by getting them into the room and starting them um, talking to patients. Um, next is the reporter. Um, that's really the first level of rhyme. And that's where we'll, what we'll be really working on with students for most of this year. By the end, we want them to be really solid reporters. You know, they should have the skills to gather a history, obtain physical exam, and report their findings to you. So, um, you know, you can help your first year student by encouraging them to tell an organized story. And later on, when they get more objective skills under their belt, you can challenge them to you know, ask them what's you know what's the main problem? What do they think is going on? To consider why things are happening, they're starting to um, develop a differential. Um, you know, the next uh, level of the rhyme model is interpreter, and so this is where the student can synthesize the subjective and objective data to make an assessment. So you know, I'd expect your second and third year clerkship students to be eager to tell you what they think is going on. You know, so they're, they're really living in the assessment land and, and a good differential. And here, then you can push them to the next level. You can challenge them to build on the differential and then you know, asking them what do they want to do. So now they can show you the how. So so what do you, what do you, you know, so a question to your first year student after they present to you whatever they've learned from the patient. You know, a question um, of uh, what do you want to do is, is maybe not a, a great developmentally appropriate question, but it is absolutely appropriate for that um, clerkship student that you think has, um, you know, has a good assessment um, and certainly the sub I. And then, you know, I am mostly asking residents, you know, interns what they what they want to do, you know. Um, if the resident is pausing after they've kind of given me the their story, um, you know, if they're pausing at the assessment, not really, you know, reluctant to tell me that, then I'm asking, you know, what do you think's going on? And then, you know, what do you want to do? Because I, I really want them to be able to be in that manager stage. They're, they, you know, the sub-I, the intern, the resident, they are developing and defending plans of care. The final level of the rhyme model is educator. So this is where you have this self-directed learner. They are engaged in, you know, also in the learning of the team. So this is my goal for any senior level resident and then and beyond. Um, so as that educator level. So, you know, I definitely would love for our students to be at that early interpreter level um, by the end of phase one LAC, but you know, they're certainly not there now. So hopefully um, you can use this model um, in, uh, in when diagnosing where your, where your learner's at and then helping them move to the next level. You know, you're helping them gain competency at, at the current level, and then they're moving on. Um, I also want to make a plug for this JIT app. Um, it came out from Faculty Affairs in their Faculty Development Newsletter, but it's a just-in-time teaching app. It's out of uh, Hofstra um, and, uh, or Zucker Medical School, and it's got this nice bi-specialty kind of infographics on everything from um, teaching tips around capacity determination to basics in faculty development, like like the rhyme model, snaps, one minute preceptor, and stuff I've never heard of. So I think it's pretty nice. 
Um, in the email, I just laid out um, the next several sessions. And then, of course, um, if your um, student is not coming, um, if your student is not coming out, you know, we'd always, we always want to know that. Um, if uh, you've made some reschedules, it's great for us to know, but it's really up to the student to um, close the loop and make that happen. So um, just a reminder, Monday is Labor Day. So the student will not be coming out on Labor Day. I hope you're not working on Labor Day. And um, that's about it for me. I hope this was um, short and to the point, less than 10 minutes. Um, when, we, when I did this with Saji, it was much longer, but uh, we'll figure out a way to do this remotely. We had a good system down before, but you know, like everybody, I think things have been chaotic and, 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 and just a little bit harder in, 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 in many different little ways. So with that, I wish everyone a very safe and restful uh, Labor Day. And uh, thanks for everything that you do. Bye.